Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Kiri. And it is Friday. Woo-hoo! She's dancing in her chair. Oh, yeah. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. And we have two movies today, both starring women that we absolutely love, both playing against type and trying to teach us a lesson, but in a sexy, <laughs> fun way. I don't know. I love that. <laughs> I know, but just, yeah, women that we talk about a lot that we love. Anyway, that's coming up on Weekend Watch. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot goss? I want more headlines. The trailer for Vanderpump Rules' long-awaited three-part reunion just dropped and, honey, hold on to your pump teenies because it is explosive. Filmed mere weeks post-Scandival and for people that don't speak Bravo, that's the big cheating scandal that involved original cast member Tom Sandoval who had a full-blown affair with castmate Raquel Levis who happened to be the best friend of his long-term girlfriend of nine years, all-round beautiful human Ariana Maddox. So Ariana actually learned of the affair after she discovered an X-rated video of the cheaters cheating on FaceTime together on Tom's phone. So let's talk about this trailer. The tension at this reunion is palpable as host Andy Kong goes in on details about the affair that literally broke the internet and our hearts, let's be honest. The rest of the cast don't hold back either. Let's take a listen. How did this go from a one-night stand to a full relationship between the two of you? I can't think of two worse people. I can't. James and Lala can't talk because they and so I wasn't your best friend, They're making you and me to be pathological liars. I see that, yeah. Even though we know that we're not. Been super selfish. Selfish does not cover it. Diabolical, demented, subhuman. Poo poo head. Both of you, poo poo heads. James. I'm gonna get sent for a timeout. <laughs> get in my face, I'm gonna <laughs> you up, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, 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 you up so quickly, Honest. Tom. You're a worm with a mustache. My cards. I need a break from filming. Stop filming me. I don't want a camera in my goddamn face. I've watched it almost 20 times now and I got chills just then listening to it again. Not even the visuals this time. And each time it just hits the same. It is so intense. I know you're not invested. I hate the face that you're giving me right now because this is really good fucking TV right now. Okay, I'm trying to go with my normal stance, which is, you know, everyone watch the TV show you want. There's no wrong or right TV. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. 
That's okay, all I'll say. Well, but I Laura Brodnick is the Grinch that ruined the Vanderpump Rules trailer. Like, you're allowed to watch it and talk about it and enjoy it. I'm not going to take yeah, that from you. Be my hype girl right now. Okay. Okay. I can't perfect. do that for you. All right. We are literally our friendship is on the line right now, ladies. I've got to wrap up this headline. We still have a whole season finale to go next week, but then we will have episode one of the reunion the week after. So that's May 24th, only on binge. Best show in the world. Shut up, Laura Brodnick. No, 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 no. So Mindy Kaling is in the headlines this week and it's not all positive. And before we get into this topic, I should say that we saw this really bubbling around yesterday. A lot of people were talking about it. A lot of people were commenting on it. Key and I wanted to kind of wait a day, just get our thoughts around it, make sure that we read the full interview and we're across what we wanted to say because we understand this is a really contentious topic in many ways. So Mindy Kaling has done a new photo spread and interview with People magazine, and it's to celebrate her new swim collection that she's doing. But a lot of it has centered around her body and her weight loss, which has been the headlines for a lot of months, Mm -hmm. that she's in a noticeably smaller body than she was before and something that she has also talked about before. But in this particular interview, she put down all of her weight loss and her body transformation. Again, I'm using the terminology from the magazine because she runs 20 miles a week and also hikes. And in the magazine, she went into a bit more depth and said, I'm feeling more confident in my body these days, which is not something I've been able to say for my whole life, unfortunately. I know people are really interested in my body and the changes in my body, and I think it's flattering and sometimes it's just a little too much. So I try not to tune into it too much. The truth is I spend so much time and energy trying to be healthy. She then went on to talk about her relationship with her body and exercise throughout her early 20s. So she's in her early 40s now. And she said, when I was younger, I had a very specific idea of how working out needed to be. It was like 45 minutes on the treadmill, a seven minute mile. It needed to be punishing. I needed to hate it. So this interview came out yesterday. People put it up on their Instagram page with all these really glamorous shots of Mindy Kaling in these swimsuits that she had helped design with the title of the story as the caption. And then instantly there were hundreds upon hundreds of comments basically calling her a liar and alleging that she is taking Ozempic to get her body to look the way it is now. It's hard to have a conversation about this and for it to not feel like we're policing women's bodies, but it has many layers and I think that we have to be able to still talk about things that make us feel a certain way. Exactly. And when it comes to something that's so stark, visually obviously you're seeing two different bodies, but then also the words that she's saying and the way in which she's talking about her weight loss, but also the collaboration that she's choosing to do as well. She's literally screaming about her body in our faces and then being like, but please don't comment on my body. Last night when we both took this time to kind of think about the topic and kind of get to the root of what we wanted to say, the question I really kept asking myself is, what is making me uncomfortable here? Is it the way that I feel that she is not being honest about why her body has changed or is it the reaction to it? And I came back to the reaction because the thing is we don't know if she's taking a Zempic or any other weight loss drug. Mm -hmm. I've just got to say a lot of evidence from interviews we've heard from doctors and things that have been said allude that a lot of people in the entertainment industry are leaning into that heavily, but we obviously don't know for sure who. So I do understand the anger of people feeling that someone is lying to them and someone that they've trusted for many decades. 
But I think for me, the thing that's really hard to ignore and the thing that's made me uncomfortable is the way there is now such a big celebration around her smaller Mm -hmm. body and the fact that she's leaning into it. So around the public celebration of it, this is someone who's been in the public eye for decades, who is well known as an actress, as a comedian, as a screenwriter, as a producer, as a best-selling author, you know, pretty much all the different parts of the industry, she's at the top of that. And that has never been something that's been centred on her looks or her body, even though she's always been someone who's been really open about loving fashion and glamour and clothes in this really beautiful way. And so the way we've seen her celebrated over the years is in such stark contrast to how she's now being celebrated Mm. because of her smaller body. And I know she's doing a swimsuit campaign, you know, that's different to her promoting a TV show or a book. But the way that she's been shot in these pictures, the way it's celebrating a smaller body, the way she's been talked about as more of like a sexual kind of person or someone who's like, it's hard to explain, but someone who should be revered for their looks and the way she's leaning into that as well is in such a stark contrast to how she's been talked about before. She's been on magazine covers before, but there's been previous kind of people being upset that when she's been on magazine covers with other stars, she was always the one who had to be covered up or mm-hmm. she just showed her face the way we always talk about women in bigger bodies being shot in a particular way. And in her books, because I've read her books a thousand times, she's one of my favorite writers, she talks about being in a bigger body in Hollywood and how she would go to photo shoots and all the other women would have these glamorous dresses and they'd have like a weird navy blue one for her because they just didn't know how to dress her and how much she wanted to lean into glamour but she wasn't allowed to. And now it's like a switch has flipped and she's allowed to because she's smaller. It's almost another level of othering, right? Yeah. And I do feel that as a woman of colour in Hollywood, there is so much critique around her and she probably never felt like she fit in. And in a way I can relate to her being in the smaller body and somehow feeling maybe a bit more relatable amongst her peers because they're all of shrinking frames or very shrunk frames. But at the same time, it's this massive mirror on what we all see every day, which is pretty and thin privilege. Yeah. That people get more attention, more things, more praise, more love, more cover shoots, more glamorous clothes when they look a certain way or are a certain size. And I think that that makes us feel a certain way because prior to that, she was celebrated for being a really smart talented writer, actress who created characters that made it okay to be, you know, the lead character in a rom-com looking the way that she looked, being of that cultural heritage. And that was really empowering for everyone. And I know that critics will say, it's not on Mindy Kaling to be the poster child for this. And I'm like, well, yes and no though, because she's made a lot of money and been really successful off creating this world in which we immerse ourselves in through books and things that we watch on television. So then why can't I have these feelings about her when she's now really leaning into and relishing in the pretty and thin privilege that she's being given? I have been really trying not to collate her and Rebel Wilson in this conversation, but unfortunately there's a few different parallels between how the stories around their bodies have played out in Mm -hmm. public. And one of those is that both of them are leaning into this idea that I'm happier, I'm healthier, I'm better to myself now than I'm in a smaller body, which as we know, like you cannot tell someone's health or how they live or how they act or how they feel or anything about them by looking at their body. Mm -hmm. That's just like a scientific fact that you can't tell just by looking at a normal person what their health Mm. is like and the fact that they're collating the idea that they now love themselves and that's why they're thinner I think is quite dangerous 
And also what I said about Rebel Wilson at the time that I've always stood by is that she lent into a lot of tropes around plus size and fat women in particular to make comedy. And everyone loved that for her because it felt like she was part of a community and she could make a joke. But when she changed her body, she changed her mind on that while still leaving those damaging tropes behind. Mm. I never thought I'd say that about Mindy Kaling, but I guess like as someone who has watched every episode of The Mindy Project multiple times, more times than I can count. It's one of my favourite shows. The character in that Mindy that she plays does also lean into those tropes in terms of like eating McDonald's all the time and not exercising and having like snacks hidden in her purse and, you know, being found at the Christmas party, like shoving cake into her face and all those kind of things. But at the same time, like there's so much more to that character and she is glamorous and she is funny and she's not always a perfect person. And Mindy Kaling was always really strong on the fact that she grew up watching rom-coms, never saw anyone who looked like her. And she wanted to just make a character who wasn't out there being body positive. And I love myself. Like she was just a character living her life. Yeah. And that's also like Mindy Kaling's never been a body positive champion. Like she's always been like, you know, I'm happy with who I am. Anyone should be happy in their own body. But it's not like she's championing that message and then turned on it. It's more that she's always had this undercurrent of internalized fat phobia that we all have. Mm -hmm. And these conversations around her body now and these interviews that she's giving, I think are really blowing that up. And the other thing I've been thinking about this is, I mean, there's so many different thoughts is like, what are these women supposed to say who have to answer questions about their bodies? I know. Because in a way, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. So this week, we've got two body stories doing the rounds. Mm-hmm. So we've got Mindy Kaling, who has been asked why her body is so drastically different, why it looks a certain way. And she's saying, it's just a bit of hiking. It's just a bit of exercise. It's nothing extreme. And not saying no to a Zempic, but obviously that question would have been taken off the table in the interview. Yeah. And she's never said that she takes anything like that. At the same time, Hilary Duff did a podcast interview this week on the Lipstick on the Rim podcast, which is Molly Sims, you know, from Las Vegas. Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And they asked her about her diet and she said, I know that Gwyneth Paltrow has got in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it too. I sometimes just drink coffee in the morning and I try to starve off my hunger. So she said lots more in that interview. Like that quote has just been plucked out and really blown up into headlines. But she does say in this interview that she wakes up really hungry, doesn't allow herself to eat just has a coffee and then just tries to push through the starvation for the day because she knows in her head that's what she has to do to look a certain way so that she can keep working and being an actress Mm. because that's her job. And now people are calling her out for toxic diet culture and she said this and she said that. And I was like, but if she didn't say that, you would be calling her a liar. So what are these women supposed to say? And the thing is they're trapped in this toxic diet culture that we're all in and there is no good answer because none of us behind the scenes are thinking in a healthy way. Oh, completely. I think that that honestly sums it up (laughs) perfectly. And I would just say that maybe let's stop asking actresses about their diets because there's not a right answer. We know they're doing crazy stuff behind the scenes. They've got access to the newest things, methods, ways, chefs, body sculptors, drugs. (laughs) So let's just stop asking them these questions. I know, but on the flip time, if they don't say anything, again, it's this layer of secrecy that makes you think if you just knew the trick, you'd look like them. But I agree, there's not a healthy way to say it because there's not a healthy way they're behaving. No. I mean, like, look at J-Lo. She did that interview with the Today Show that we referenced in one of the episodes. I think it was this week when we were talking about Sad Affleck. 
because he made a comment about her body and she was but she trying. she eats whatever she wants, pizza, cake. Yeah, you're going to be really mad about this. And she was like, no, 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 guys. Like I work out so that I can eat things like that, but I'm not eating that stuff all the time. But then she also shone a light on the fact that she had got really ripped for the mother because she plays an assassin. They had just got married and had, you know, the summer in Europe and she just like let it all go and ate whatever she wanted because she had been in like very intensive training and obviously restrictive diet. So even then that's not healthy, but I think maybe she has positioned it in a way that it's a bit more palatable. Yeah. The thing is I don't know what the answer is into this yeah. question. Well, I, actually, I do know what the answer is. It's having body diversity across popular culture and media and everything. Like that's what we need. And I feel like I just say that over and over again ever since we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately that is the only thing that's going to change. But what we're seeing now is this pushback to movies and TV shows not having body diversity, everyone in Hollywood who somehow snuck in without having that conventionally slim figure has now altered their body to look like that. Everyone shrinking. Everyone shrinking. I'm writing a piece this week about seeing all plus size models disappear from the runways. Like that is is happening before our eyes. And so I think one thing is that we can't police individual women because the thing is, like what you were saying before, it is not up to Mindy Kaling to be the poster child for this. It is just unfortunate that her story is playing out in such a public way and she's one of so few that when she changes her body, it does have an impact because now what we had like four women who didn't look exactly the same in Hollywood and now there's two, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. hard to kind of look away from that. But at the same time, it's a world and industry-wide problem, not a Mindy Kaling problem. No, 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 no. I finished my work week on my couch, ordered some food. It's time for week and watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. Well, I think I might go first. It's The Mother on Netflix. So it's out today and it is Jennifer Lopez's new action thriller movie. In it, she plays an assassin who, after years of hiding out in the Alaskan wilderness, breaks her cover to find and protect her daughter Zoe that she was forced to leave as a baby. Where's my baby? You wasted FBI time trying to cut a deal for yourself and seven agents were killed. This conversation now takes place on our terms. Adrian Lavelle and Hector Alvarez are still out there. You and I both know the only way you protect that child is to disappear. And if I don't? They'll find you, both of you. It is gritty, suspenseful, action-packed, and if you loved her in enough, you'll love her in this. Short and sweet, the mother out on Netflix today. God, sign me up. I know we have a lot of conversations about that woman, but I will watch her in anything. Oh, yeah. She's such a good actress. Especially action. <laughs> She's such a good action actress. <laughs> Moving on. What have you got, my love? Okay, so mine's also about a woman taking her power back, but in a very different way. So it's Anna Kendrick's new movie that has just come out on stand this week called Alice Darling. So when this movie came out, it did all the big film festivals, got a lot of hype, and I think it made a lot of headlines because obviously Anna Kendrick was one of the creators of the movie and she also is a star of it. And it's about a woman called Alice who she plays who is in this very intense emotionally and psychologically abusive relationship with her boyfriend friend Simon and the movie is about her going on this holiday with her two close friends and realizing that she's in that abusive relationship. What's going on? So I think I'm gonna have to leave early. When did he become more important to you than us? I lied to him. He has every right to be angry. Lied about what? About being here. I didn't know you were coming. Well I'm sure Alice will explain it all later. 
think one of the reasons why this made headlines when it came out is that Anna Kendrick did a lot of interviews where she talked about herself being in a long-term relationship that was also emotionally abusive. And so many of the things she said are things that I'm sure a lot of women were listening to and thinking, oh my God, I've been through that and I would never have thought to label it abuse or anything like that because it wasn't physical. So I think that she put a lot of herself into this movie and sometimes it's a hard watch, but it's a freaking powerful, amazing watch. She's so good in it. Highly recommend if you're like in the headspace to watch this movie. So it's called Alice Darling and it's on stand now. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today and this week, really. This episode of The Spill was produced by my arch nemesis, Laura Brodnick, with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. Our executive producer is Gia Moylan. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.